Hey, thanks for checking out this podcast from Sports Kita Wrestling. Check out the rest of our audio offerings, including episodes of Legion of Raw with Vince Russo every Monday night into Tuesday, Smack Talk with Dutch Mantel every Friday into Saturday, and content nearly six days a week, including pay-per-view post shows. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. Also, check out all these shows in our video versions on YouTube and Facebook Watch. Ohio! Ohio is supposed to be for lovers, but apparently Ohio is for cheaters and saboteurs that we cannot see! That's right, it was a wild night for WWE with extreme rules. A very chaotic ending to a show where people thought Finn Balor may have actually beaten Roman Reigns for the title. Rick Uccino is is with us right now in uh in ohio we're gonna be talking to him in just a second we're gonna get your comments on screen let us know what you thought of wwe extreme rules it's our live review right now uh what's up everybody i'm kev kellum jeremy bennett in nebraska and uh more importantly we have Ricuccino at nationwide arena which just wrapped up with extreme rules let us know what you thought of the show share the link or you stink get your ratings on screen uh jeremy you'll handle those but uh let's go to you quickly while we still have a good signal rick what was the live feel uh, in columbus tonight uh well i'll tell you what if uh you would have told me the biggest pop in the night would have been uh, them pulling a table out uh from under the ring i would i uh, would not have put money on that but this crowd was hot for tables uh all night long actually they were kind of hot for extreme action and i can't believe wwe did it man they went an entire extreme rules pay-per-view with one extreme rules match Kind of a bold choice, but I think they delivered. Uh, I think they delivered in the end. Oh, oh, we Chris got to run Featherstone. In. Oh, we, we got to run, run in. We got to run in. The good doctors here. Uh, Doctor Chris. What's Dr. up, Chris? <laughs> He's got that barbed wire bicep always coming at you. Um, a hot crowd tonight, though, in Columbus. They were they oh, were really extreme. teamed up, weren't they? E- extremely, extremely hot crowd. Uh, from the get-go, uh, for especially uh, the the pre-show match tonight, which got moved off of the main card for reasons unbeknownst to me, uh, that crowd was white hot for Liv Morgan. Really happy when she she got the pinfall. Then you get that that New Day match, and we do we were off and running. There was barely a time tonight where the crowd kind of seemed out of it really at all. Um, and until that table spot, to be honest with you, the biggest pop of the night was for uh, WWE's new top heel with Becky Lynch. Mm. yeah it's a possibility there we'll get into all of it but i mean other hits and notes what were something that maybe the 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 tv audience couldn't experience that you had to experience live that people would be interested in at all rick is there is there some things we saw in the pre-show there's something you saw in an entrance something we couldn't see on tv maybe lost a little bit of rick maybe rick will pop (laughs) back in there jeremy uh your take this was a wild one uh a wild wild ending Uh, rick just joining us there hopefully he can hear us again rick can you hear me buddy Rick? All right. We'll roll with it, buddy. We're live, pal. We're live. We're live, pal. Uh, people did not uh, like this ending. Let's talk about it. The main you, event you here. Got uh, we got you, Rick. What, what was the reaction to that wild ending right there? Roman Reigns retaining. Uh, uh, the F- Finn Balor, the demon, getting to come back uh, and, and have this wild entrance play. Almost like he had, a, he had reintroduced himself in the match. He fended off the Usos. It was a chaotic match, going through tables, taking the finisher, and then the turnbuckle kegs, right as he's about to hit a coup de grace and win the match. 
what did you think of it? It, it? it almost seemed like the air got sucked out of the room by that ending. Are you talking to me? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Uh, it it, it kind of did, to be completely honest with you. And the crowd was was way into it, man. When uh, you too. when uh, when they started doing the they playing the the heartbeat, and then Finn's kind of like, you know, pulsating on the floor, and then all of a sudden they hit his music, and he pops up. Everybody in that crowd thought, "This is it. Finn's gonna win. He's gonna find a way to top the Tribal Chief." And then, yeah, inexplicably, the top rope kind of just comes loose. I don't know how they explain that. Maybe they call it a freak occurrence. I, I'm, I'm not sure. You knew the Usos were going to get involved, right? Like, I don't know why I always forget about them until they show up. Uh, and then it's so <laughs> obvious that they're going to get involved. But, yeah, that that ending was uh, a little weird. I think everybody was just was surprised by that. And, honestly, Finn took kind of a tough landing. So, I think that might have been why, also, the crowd kind of got taken out of it just a little bit. Yeah. Hey, uh, John Paul stuttered said the crowd seemed dead. I, I could not disagree with that more. You were there yeah. live, Rick. They were not dead. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell to- <laughs> uh, Rewatching no, that. Uh, turn up your volume, sir. The crowd was hot from start to finish. Rewatching, uh, rewatching that uh, that turnbuckle mishap in slow-mo, it looked like uh, they practiced it because I think the, uh, if watching Balor land in slow-mo, uh, it looked a lot better in slow-mo than it did in real time. So I think he was prepared for it and took it the way he should have. So um, uh, well, I know- And when it went up. When he went up to the top rope, I was noticing that he was having a lot of hard. Uh, he was having trouble balancing. Yeah, like he just—he's usually pretty fluid when he goes up to the top rope, and then all of a sudden he's like, he can't get his balance, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then the whole thing just broke. Yeah, off. and, I'm like, and oh, we—that well, would be why we on TV couldn't see Finn at all because of all the smoke and lighting. You, you, we literally could not see Finn on the top rope until they turned the lights back on. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I got people. I got fans. You know, I got. I got oh, you don't apologize. I got fans. Talk to him, baby. Talk to him. Talk to me. Talk to me, baby. Uh, what was but the question? No, uh, well, Rick, we couldn't see. Uh, we couldn't see Balor on TV with the smoke and the lighting. Uh, he was completely uh, uh, covered up on that turnbuckle. We couldn't even see him at all on TV. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I got a. I got a great shot of him playing his day. I mean, he. He took that slow, that slow walk up, but it's like as he, you know, he gets in that crouch position and then he like slowly starts to stand up. Yeah. As he's standing up, he's wobbling and he wobbles several times. I'm like, dude, are you all right? And then yeah, the the whole the whole turnbuckle just well, kind of collapsed on him there. Michael Cole, uh, Michael Cole gave him the kiss of death. Anyways, as Balor was making his entrance, he stated that as the demon, he has never lost in WWE. Well, he has that, but I guess. He has- <laughs> Excuse me personally, just me personally, I would have liked to have seen him kicked out of that spear. Yeah. And Roman had to give him another one. Yeah. I think that would have just added just a little bit more to it, maybe projected the demon just a wee bit more. But I look, I don't know if you're WWE, I don't know how you see the reaction that Balor got tonight and go, we, 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 like, you have a main event star in Finn Balor. I don't know yeah. how you don't know that. Uh, judging off of the crowd reactions tonight. Same with Liv Morgan, by the way. Yeah, everything was so set up with uh, once he went into God mode. Everything was so set up that made you feel like, oh, they're going to pull this trigger. He, and Balor's well, going to win. Me, yeah. They got me. I was, they got me too. I was on the edge of my seat. I was on the I, edge of my seat going, he's going to win this damn thing. I thought they were going to go through with it. 
and then uh, then that janky ending. So we, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they explain that. If maybe exactly. so, I mean, a, I mean, you could you could complain about it, but he's a heel, and you're not supposed to like the heel getting away with yeah. the title. But maybe, uh, but maybe uh, <laughs> that's the mark part of it, right, yeah. guys? <laughs> so maybe they uh, maybe they explain it with uh, somebody saps a new a new a new uh, opponent for Balor sabotage the the ring. You know, maybe that's how they play it off. It certainly will play into a storyline, though. You know, yeah. and it was interesting that WWE wanted to pull an angle here, as we uh, have cool background music in, in the background there with Rick. That's pretty sweet. Uh, dancing on the street. We're, we're all going to dance now. We're all going to dance while we're doing this, this post show review. Also, on the show, we saw the SmackDown Women's Championship uh, with a very wild ending with Sasha Banks coming out there and interfering. We had a lot of interference tonight in the big main event matches. What did people think of uh, Sasha Banks showing up? Because people lost their minds when she hit the ring. And of course, unfortunately, caught Bianca Belair a championship opportunity against a uh, very uh, heelish now certified bad girl in uh, Becky Lynch. Yeah, I, I, obviously people are always excited when they get to see Sasha Banks, uh, and it was nice to see her kind of make that run in there. I think we were all just kind of stunned that she did it before the match ended because we were all, like, just enthralled with, with Bianca Belair lifting Becky Lynch up, and it looked like she was going for the KOD out of the disarmor, which was insane. Bianca Belair put on a show, an absolute damn show tonight. Uh, Becky Lynch did as well to her part. That was, uh, for me, the match of the night. And then, yeah, now you get Sasha Banks into the mix. Uh, I'm excited for the for the future on that one. Uh, it'll certainly be interesting overall, Rick. Thank you so much for the comments. And, uh, you're, you're, I'm having some internet issues. We're, 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 there was a perfect time here. Perfect time, buddy. I'm going to bounce. All right. Thanks, Rick. and I every Thursday on Inside Cradle. And so much more, Rick, also uh, on air for WLW in, uh, in Ohio as well. So check out him stuff. Give him a follow at Rick Cuccino over in the Twitter machine. Lots of stuff from him here. Uh, let's jump into that SmackDown uh, women's title match. Absolutely loved it. Uh, a lot of fans with different takes on this here. Uh, other people uh, sounding off about different things they liked on the show. Uh, here we go. Uh, Derek Cass. So, so I guess Lynch versus Belair versus Banks at Crown Jewel. Where do you go next? I mean, obviously mm -hmm. Belair inserted herself in this, got physical with both Belair uh, Bosch, Sasha Banks uh, attacking both of them at the end of the match, uh, and certainly you know uh, Lynch is able to escape with the title, but it definitely I, seems I, like Banks wants to put herself right back in that title picture. I, I think this is going to be at the draft on Friday, to be honest with you. Mm. And I think uh, uh, after them, I think eventually, I think they're going to split Bianca off from those two women. Is just my gut feeling, but I think we're going to get that triple threat. We got a we got a big title match on Monday Night Raw with Biggie and Lashley coming up tomorrow night. Uh, you know, and of course, Fox wants you want to you want to appease Fox. We've seen all these uh, these headlines and stuff uh, that Fox wants these big matches. So I think we're going to get a triple threat match on Friday. Uh, reminder, we will be doing special draft watch along coverage on Friday night and Monday night. We will be doing it no different than ESPN or Sports Center. The ticker will be there. We will have uh, mock drafts. We'll have a whole bunch of data, a lot of different things for you. The true second screen experience will be here with this Sports Kita. If you're joining us for the first time, we know a lot of people join us right after pay-per-views. Go ahead and subscribe to the Sports Kita Wrestling YouTube channel. Vince Russo with us every single Monday night after Monday Night Raw. Dutch Mantel, the legendary Dutch Mantel with us every Friday night after SmackDown and Rampage. Wednesday nights, we have uh, our very own Jose Enrico Agorioso covering Dynamite in NXT. And, of course, exclusive interviews like we just had 
Liv Morgan earlier this week. We had Kofi Kingston. We're going to have more. I know uh, we'll be talking hopefully this week at some point to uh, Ring of Honor's own uh, Ian Riccoboni, their play-by-play commentator. So mm-hmm. a lot of content. And, of course, uh, Jeremy and I and Jose doing the top story five days a week. So literally we produce hours of stuff. If you can't just watch the video, maybe you're more of an audio person, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. It's available on Apple, Spotify, and all your major podcasting apps. Plug, 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 plug. Plug, plug, plug. Um, Speaking uh, of plug, uh, we had trivia today. Uh, trivia today between, well, yeah, poor Kev. Uh, get Sid it out of the Kev. way. It did not go well. I'm surprised Rick did not bring it up. But uh, Ozzy in the chat asking if Rick beat Sid. Actually, that match is going down around Crown Jewel. So uh, today we had uh, Kev take on SP3, and it was a bloodbath so to speak, uh, earlier in the afternoon. And so now SP3 is your new number one contender for the STF championship, the Sports Kita Trivia Federation. And that's going to, uh, that match will happen around Crown Jewel sometime. Crown Jewel, around Crown Jewel sometime. I'm, I'm going to take away and try and uh, have energy drinks before I do these things. Got to be quick. When you know the answer right. and you're not quick enough, that's the worst part. It's the, yeah. it's the most aggravating thing. Uh, other uh, Kim texting here. I wonder if they had a quick release setup. Uh, you're mentioning the turnbuckle spot that ended the show mm-hmm. with Finn Balor. Uh, just the turnbuckle drops and, and he falls into position and then Roman oh, yeah. takes advantage of it. Uh, yeah. It says, I wonder if the turnbuckle quick release setup, uh, because if if you watch back on the replay after he stood up, uh, he steps back with one foot. And then it went down. Yeah. Um, There's probably a yes, quick rig I mean, for it. Yeah, it was a part of the show, but we're going to find out what yeah. character. Or There's going to be a kayfabe. There's going to be a kayfabe reason sure. behind why that happened. And I don't think it has anything to do with the bloodline, Paul Heyman, anybody. I think it's uh, it's to set up Balor's next uh, feud. Absolutely. We'll see what happens here. Uh, speaking of other matches on the card, we're kind of just jip, jumping around here with different things on it. Jump uh, around. Damian Priest was successful retaining against Jeff Hardy, who was way over with this yeah. live crowd. Oh, man. And Sheamus, who had a ton of heat. Uh, Sheamus had a very fun spot where he, he knocked off Jeff Hardy off the top rope, preventing him from hitting the swanton so that he could get up the top rope and start doing all of Jeff Hardy's as this big super heavyweight guy doing all of Jeff Hardy's taunts. Uh, and that was funny. It uh, was very funny. A very great match. A lot of great back and forth action. Damian Priest winning this match, getting a sign of respect from Damian, uh, from, from Jeff Hardy. What do you think of that one? Is this uh, another sign that Jeff, uh, Jeff Hardy may be beloved by the audience, but maybe WWE doesn't want to go with a 44 year old United States champion. Yeah, I don't know. That might be the that might be the thing. But I mean, you got to listen to the fans sometimes, and maybe uh, maybe they move him to SmackDown uh, or or keep him on Raw. And they move Nakamura uh, as long as they. I don't want to move my Nakamura, man. You don't want to break up Nakamura, Boogs, and McAfee. That, that you want to see them dance on the tables forever. Uh, uh, so maybe bring Hardy over to SmackDown and feud for the Intercontinental Belt, maybe or. You know, uh, there was so much mutual respect between Priest and, and Hardy. Uh, they could be allies going forward, too, which would be uh, something that could be very interesting down the line. Uh, but, I mean, the crowd wanted it. When he hit the swanton on both guys to break up that pin, I thought, uh, I th- again, I mean, this was a night of great near falls, and that was another another near fall that happened in that match that was uh, tremendous and made you think that uh, Hardy was going to walk out on top. Uh, David Ekman saying Jeff Hardy match was the best match of the night. There was a lot of very good wrestling on this show. Yeah, yeah. there was wasn't a bad match. Uh, no. I, there wasn't a match that I hated at all. There were some matches I would say that were better than others, but yeah. there, was no, there was no dud on this show. No, there was no, 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 even th- the pre-show. This wasn't like SummerSlam where there was just like silly segments that didn't need to be in there. Yeah. Uh, this, this was all steak. There was no fat here, you know, yeah. um, and, or at least everything had meaning, even yeah. the post-match stuff that may have been mm-hmm. goofy. Yeah. Um, let's get let's get into another match. I loved the opening. 
I thought the opening of the show was absolutely fantastic. A match that was announced, what, this weekend? No. Uh, and involved the, on the kickoff champion, show. Big E, I... and the New Day taking on Bobby Lashley, who wants that title back, along with AJ Styles and Omos. I loved yeah. this opener. This they was absolutely actually, fantastic. They announced this on the kickoff show. So this was literally put together a half hour before the pay-per-view. And uh, they gave them nearly half an hour and uh, was a tremendous opener. Uh, I thought everybody did a great job in this. Um, you know, it, it it's, uh, you know, it's six guys that can main event any show at any time. And uh, they definitely gave us a, an entertaining, uh, unexpected match because, you know, we didn't see this. Uh, uh, we didn't know this was going to happen until the kickoff show. Uh, Jonathan Riviera saying WWE is killing AJ's career. No. How are they killing his career? How? how? No. He was a world champion there multiple times. Yeah. He was on a pay per view tonight. I mean, how, how yeah, is, considering he how was, is a... he, how are they killing his career? Uh, he, he's doing pretty good in the WWE, considering he was originally a TNA guy. You know, it yeah. takes a lot for it takes a lot for someone that was made in another I company. Think I think there's this perception when anyone isn't at the top of the card and they were and yeah. they go down that they're suddenly buried. You know you who's can't. buried? People who didn't make the pay per view. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> which were those six guys before yeah. the kickoff show? Uh, which were baffling to some people, and then even um, more, you know. Yeah, so this was, uh, I, I enjoyed this. I thought this was a really, really great uh, thing, but uh, you know, obviously you're going to have people saying, uh, see, they're breaking up New Day again. I don't see nah. it happening. No. Uh, too uh, much it, money, and uh, there's too much money in keeping them together. I think they only broke them up for a short-term thing to push Big E. Then the pandemic happened, so they didn't have to rush them back. And I said this on my podcast and on on various shows for throughout the whole pandemic that as soon as crowds got back, they were going to get put together and sure enough, Biggie wins money in the bank. And here you go. Uh, they are not going to get broke up at the draft. I don't think so either. Um, big friend of the show, a man who knows a thing or two about the WWE uh, big ups to Roman putting on the yeah. mask. Uh, yeah. that, that's worth knowing. I know we're jumping around here. We're really just driving ourselves by your jump around uh, big ups to Roman putting on the mask, a message with meaning bigger than wrestling and entertainment. Uh, more than a storyline. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, at one point in the main event, when Roman and Finn Balor fought in the crowd and went through a table, he put on a face mask. Plus his own damn health for crying out loud. And I thought that was admirable. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was admirable of him. Uh, I could already see the anti-mask crowd going nuts on Twitter and all that dumb stuff. But, well, it's uh, smart. Yeah. He, I mean, he fought leukemia. So, I yeah. mean, it, it was, it, that, that was smart for him to do. Not, yep. it wasn't, I don't think it was to send a message. No. It was to protect himself. I mean, it may send a message, but I don't think he did that politically. He's, he's at he's, risk. Yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah, if any anti-maskers are making fun of him on that, you know, they can go shove it up their ass because he is at risk. Uh, he, that he had to, he needs to protect himself. Yeah, uh, of course, some people looking ahead here, uh, and we, we're, we're gonna get Reigns versus Lesnar. Uh, yeah, winner gets Paul Heyman, says <laughs> blue dude here. Uh, yeah, that is the next match. They are advertising that for Crown Jewel. Currently, that is the uh -oh. only advertised match for Crown Jewel. Uh oh, uh, so uh -oh. that could be something. Uh oh, uh oh, SP3 here. Sid is in, in the house. SP3, glad to see Kev doing well after the murking earlier. That was uh, marking. Marking is some is is an illegal act. The so. uh, the final score was that. Unfortunately, Why did you have to put that back? Get it off the screen. Get it off. The that, was the, uh, that was the that was the trivia score this afternoon. Yes, I know the score. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> Poor uh, SP3 thing show was perfectly solid, but man, 
that finish was bad creative. So yeah. you thought you thought uh, SP a lot of join him. Uh, Sid is with us all the time here, and of course he uh, he, he whooped my ass real hard today uh, in trivia. So uh, he says bad creative. Uh, I have not I, seen I, a positive thing on that in on that turnbuckle thing. So you think people hated the ending? Like, the old guy of fantastic not, match. Yeah, I have not seen though a positive reaction to that turnbuckle thing. I think it was because it was such a great story that was being told when Balor went into God mode. That was just the perfect way for him to win the title. That was just the whole run, the whole defibrillator type of deal and it woke mm. him up and then the run he went put drop kicked reins through a table had him set up for the coup de gras that would have been the perfect way to end the pay-per-view instead of the the janky turnbuckle i i think it was just such a hot thing and the, the crowd was overly i mean you know how much the crowd hated that red light for the fiend and uh and they didn't seem to mind it just for the spot for the no, moment for him to for go the, into it God work, mode. It did work for the spot. Yeah. And uh, spot. so I think they should have just paid that off and had Balor win. Uh, and win the but, title, huh? Yeah, they should have. Yeah. It was such a hot moment. Why, you and know, why they had you the thing is they had you believing mm -hmm. that he was going to win the title. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I think that's worth noting. If they got you going, then yeah. it worked, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think and, the turnbuckle thing just deflated the whole night yeah. or the whole ending. And and I like I said, I looked around and I did not see a, a positive thing about the turnbuckle thing. So. Uh, a lot of people saying uh, turnbuckle was a major letdown. Let us know what you think. Uh, continue to drive the conversation. Uh, if you're with us for the first time, go ahead and hit that like button. Uh, sound off on the show. Give us your rating one to ten of what you thought of extreme rules. Uh, great matches all over. I know we're zipping around the card. We're not following it in order. Jump at all. up, jump up and get down. Uh, want to talk about tag team wrestling? I was I had this feeling because the first two matches in the show were tag matches, that big six man match, yeah, and then we had the SmackDown tag team titles, another outstanding tag team match. Oh, yeah. Street Profits set up here, uh, Montez Ford chasing the bloodline, uh, getting attacked when his when his tag team partner uh, Dawkins was at a family wedding uh, this past Friday, and got to feature in the main event on television. Uh, it did add. A little bit more hype to this match that we've seen before. We've seen Usos versus Street Profits before. So how do you make it a little bit more compelling? They added a lot to it. A lot of back and forth. They had you believing that the Street Profits were going to win these belts. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. They had you believing multiple times they were going to do it. And then they lost clean here after a double body splash, which we only get to see now and then from the Usos. Uh, I enjoyed this match quite a bit. Uh, it did make me think, when are we going to start seeing tag team matches in the main event? Vince. And I, I don't I don't know if it's going to happen, but I mean, I wouldn't mind it on TV from time to time. It's I wouldn't never mind it. it's just uh, never been a priority for Vince, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And so it it's a it's a hard it's a it's a hard battle because, the you know, the women's tag divisions booked as a, a a an afterthought a long time in the WWE. The, the men's tag division was booked as an afterthought. It was basically you got your champions and then we threw two people together like a Jarrah show, for example, going way back with Jericho and Big Show. You threw two people together and uh, that was your feud because they just didn't develop a tag division. I just feel that Vince is not ever going to be on board with the tag division like aew is i, I just don't think i i would love for it to happen i agree with you there's some great teams but i just don't feel vince has never thought that and so i don't think vince is ever going to change on on that on that remark but tim hardy saying love the pay-per-view and the ending too even with people that rhymed yeah. <laughs> here you go 
Uh, Mikey James uh, Barrett signing off of this tag team thing. They need new tag teams like from the 80s and 90s because now WWE teams suck. Well, I don't think people reacted that way to the Usos tonight or the no. Street Profits or the New Day. Over like Rover <laughs> or, or or the or the New Day. I don't a- think AJ I don't think and almost they, even though they're going to probably break up soon. But With all, yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. They've gotten, uh, I think, uh, almost has gotten everything you could get out. I of wonder, I mean, I don't know if it's too soon to break up the Street Profits. Obviously, Tez had a great main event run there, but it's almost like they've done almost all they can do. And without really a lot of teams to go against, you know, you can't keep fighting the Usos in the New Day forever. It's kind of one, I'm you kind of wonder. This, Steve. If we're gonna do a rematch of the prophets and the Usos again, oh. throw a ladder in there. Let's why couldn't we done there. it? To, why couldn't we done that tonight? Extreme exactly. rules, man. <laughs> it was an extreme show. I remember somebody said uh, WWE presents regular rules. Well, I mean, I guess the triple threat you could have called yes. that ex- on no DQ, but they didn't really go extreme too much on it. Uh, Duracast seventy five saying, "Was the Lily ending the worst part of the night? Is the ending? Uh, is this the end of the oh, career? No. Let's get in. let's it's get gonna, into this. The Raw Women's no. Championship, uh, a very rare Alexa Bliss match. Now she's featured a lot on television. She kind of has all of the spookiness now of the Fiend character. She now has that gimmick. She has the Lily doll, which is supposed to be possessed and stuff like that. And she has it out there in the ring. She loses in a, in a just, I would say a solid match. I wouldn't call it the best match in the show, but a solid match nonetheless. It's good." Uh, but they then have her lose it that uh, Charlotte Flair ripped up her doll. Uh, ripped up her doll, Lily. And <laughs> Alexa loses her mind about this and uh, puts a tablet in her mouth that makes her foam. But Alka Seltzer. Kind of obvious, kind of <laughs> well, Alka Seltzer. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Yeah, it was, she, maybe she hit something before the match. And that I'm, plug, I'm, I'm plugging everything tonight, man. Alka Seltzer, House of Pain. <laughs> exactly, all of it. Uh, let me know what you think. I thought this was definitely the this, if you want to talk about the worst and the big, biggest letdown of the show, this dragged on for a little bit too long after the match. It seemed a little goofy, and unless they were going to do some real gaga and present a new character or a live version of Lily, uh, as I saw Jay Washington. Um, shout out to Jay Washington. Uh, great, great stuff from him. Go seek him out. Uh, a great wrestler, great comic. Uh, he had a great take on that. Why didn't they do a live action Lily? This would be a way to do that. If you rip yeah. up the doll, then bring the doll into the real world if you want to be really goofy and crazy. Um, but I didn't like it. it. It just felt, I don't know, just felt like a bit too much. I didn't, I didn't necessarily hate it though. I mean, I didn't hate it either. You I hate it. I hated the Lily gimmick from the beginning, but I'm starting to grow on it. Mm-hmm. I've always liked the Alexa. I've always liked how Alexa's done this gimmick. And she I don't, does it really well. Yeah, she does I don't. It, she, every little nuance, everything she does, she like owns the character in every single way that she can. This ain't the end of the gimmick. This is no. going to be the start of her being even more batshit crazy. Yeah. It, it, she's going to go on a downward spiral and and just go, uh, just go nuts. And I don't think she's done with Charlotte either at this point. Obviously, with what happened at the end, I don't think they're done with this feud. Probably because they realized. They, they've had a good build to this feud, and so they want to continue it. Yeah, if you're with us for the first time, continue to sound off. Give us your 1 to 10 rating on uh, the big show here tonight. A lot of people joining us for the first time as well. Uh, here we go. Stephen Chambers saying, Paper, you get to 7 tonight. Great matches tonight, but didn't like that ending. Yeah, it's always an ending. You know, no, no, for that, that AEW Revolution pay-per-view where they had that exploding barbed wire death match, right? Sparklers. And then sparklers at the end. And then Gilbert. People, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, yeah, I could see that too. Um, but here's the difference that that was a stunt that was a part of a big ending, right? And you lean on it and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they wanted tonight was this what happened here? Yeah, they left you with a question mark. I, I could see and nobody being, liked it. Uh, <laughs> one guy liked it. I, 
you're disappointed, but you're you're interested. I'm not, that my thing is I don't think anyone's mm. not interested in how this goes though. You're you you you've already brought it up multiple times. What are they going to do with this? Where's this going? I'm intrigued. Yeah. I don't uh, think every pay per view has to be big big uh ending payoffs because WWE has so many pay per views. I don't yeah. it can't be that way. That isn't a functional storyline telling thing, right? I I think they should have. I, I, I think it would have been perfect to have Balor win in that spot, though, the way that that turned out, just because it was so awesome what he did there uh, and kind of went into God mode. But, you know, the turnbuckle thing is, you know, if they explain it and it leads into a good feud, hey, you know, uh, I'm all for it. Uh, jump back to the women's angle. I know we're all over the place. Anthony Montazo, Becky Lynch retaining in the SmackDown Women's Championship with Sasha Banks interfering. Sasha Banks returning to the WWE. We have not seen her in quite some time. What is this the first time we've seen her not since WrestleMania? Maybe no, Ooh, no, she's no. Been since then. Yeah. no, we just haven't seen her in a few months, right? Yeah, so uh, so Kevin and Jeremy, do you guys think in the future Becky might have to change her gear wearing pants? top sasha like has with her gear i don't i don't think it really matters much i mean uh, with the women i know there's a big thing on who has similar looks in terms of hair and gear uh and that's a big thing i hear from uh female wrestling fans is they don't want anyone to have similar looks they want everyone to kind of like look and stand out differently and you hear that with male wrestlers anybody you know um so i don't i don't i don't think that's really a driving factor, but obviously Becky going for a different look, different in-ring style, but still using yeah. all those different finishers. I thought she had a great match. This is her first really full-fledged match uh, in, in WWE since SummerSlam, you know, in not just doing angles and promos in the ring. I thought she looked great. She didn't look winded. She didn't look rusty. She looked very, very ready for this. Very, very ready for this year. Uh, what other matches you want to cover, man? Well, what do we got left? We got the kickoff show and uh, we, we, we already covered the six man. We covered both women. We covered, uh, uh, you, uh, we covered everything except for the uh, kickoff show, actually. Uh, Liv Morgan successful over Carmella. I thought this was a very, very strong match for both women. Yeah, it was uh, good. And, and some nasty falls. And I like that they worked on a pre-match promo where Carmella said, you keep attacking my face because I'm so much more beautiful than you. you know, I'm hot and you're not. <laughs> and what was the whole match? Um, it was it was Liv trying to mess up Carmella's face. Which That'd is, be great. It's simple. It was simple and it was well done. And the ending was really cool. I love that stun gun kind of finisher out of the middle of the ropes that Liv hit. And what a reaction Liv got. She that would have been a really big reaction there. That would have been great to clip that part of you saying that without any context. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Liv got a huge reaction and uh, and got over, so rightfully so. Uh, I know there were some people, especially Rick Cucino, who's a big fan of Liv, uh, were mad that this got bumped into the, uh, the kickoff show. But at the same time, I guess something had to. I figured you could have just thrown a match together on the kickoff show much like you did with the six man uh where you put that together last minute but uh you know they gave that six man nearly 30 minutes as well so it wasn't like they were going to add another match to it, and it so. for a show that was just announced <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. for a show that was just announced but it, it didn't it, it didn't um i don't mind that i like that on a pay-per-view of like a big match with some with some uh, on paper, a match is big, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe that doesn't have to be built up to, but you you already have these eyes. You already have everyone who's involved in the active storylines and they're actively on television. You yeah. Know? And I don't think being on the kickoff show is necessarily a bad thing. You're going to be getting the crowd mostly there and you're going to be the first action they see. So they're going to be hot for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, one of the best pay-per-view openers I've seen from WWE this year. I mean, not maybe not everybody watches the kickoff show, but I'm sure a lot of people probably tune into the last 15 minutes knowing that's when the match usually is. So, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Christopher Ryan Cooper saying he gives the show an eight out of 10 
for WWE Extreme Rules. I was going to give it an 8.5, but I can't get over that ending. But a very solid pay-per-view. So, I mean, 8 out of 10, that's a pretty solid rating, right? It's not yeah, a bad, that's not about a bad what score. I, it's about what I'd give it, because there wasn't a bad match out of the bunch. Uh, that finish might have killed it for me a little bit. But other than that, I didn't hate anything mm-hmm. in the show. I even, you know, I didn't really even hate the the Charlotte and Lily thing, because I think that's going to lead to more things. And they've had a good feud already. So I, I'm not going to hate that that continues, possibly. Uh Maybe, you know, maybe with uh, the draft, maybe we get a, a Liv Morgan push against Charlotte Flair down the road, maybe, or something, you know. Uh, I, I know that people want to see Liv get pushed, and she's deserved it at this point. Mm. Uh, Derek uh, 75 coming back at us, saying, I really enjoyed tonight, maybe even more than SummerSlam, but a major complaint is only one Extreme Rules match on Extreme Rules. I can yep. agree with that. That's, yep. That makes sense here. Uh, Mr. James Espanto Fernando who's been with me for years. Thank you so much, James. Is what a decent pay-per-view. 7.9 out of 10. Turnbuckle. Right. The turnbuckle kept it from an eight. Yeah. Who who did it? Who's behind the Ooh. turnbuckle? Ooh. I want to know who everyone thinks is behind turnbuckle gate. The fiend. You think that oh, is this how they bring back <laughs> the fiend? Well, no, the fiend did tweet. Uh, Wyatt, Wyatt did tweet tonight. Uh, he, he posted a picture of the Wyatt family standing off with the New Day inside a cage. And um, then he also uh, responded. I think it was Wrestling Inc. or something was asking a question about uh, the red light. You know, you, you'd mentioned that Rollins hated it or mentioned that today. And uh, they were wanting some answers on Bray's side. And Bray uh, responded to them saying, uh, you will hear from me soon. So about his thoughts with the red light. Roxanne. What does that mean? You don't got to put on oh, the red light. <laughs> um, yeah, so a lot of people talking about this. Uh Mike texting didn't like the show. Boring pay-per-view. Roman sucks. Can't win by himself. Yeah, I'm getting a little tired of the Uso interference, but well, we didn't even just have Uso interference. <laughs> we had, yeah, we had interference. We had we had the Usos. We had red lights. We had a lot of Gaga. We had, we had like, mysterious uh, turnbuckles. Uh, but who's who's behind you? Said you could be Finn Balor. Who else that's active in WWE right now? You think could take on that role of being someone who took the screws out of that turnbuckle? You know, it's so it's it's hard to ta- to to kind of pinpoint it just because you got the draft coming up, so you don't know who's going where. So it's kind <laughs> that kind of makes things hard of where to predict because there's so many. Uh, there's so many people in there, but uh, uh, DJ no. Eric Mongrabies, what what match would you would you? Give, oh, I would, got an idea. What match would Dave give the most stars to? I don't care. <laughs> I I got an idea. Carrying Cross. Carrying Cross. Yeah, could be I, the man who screwed. Could be Carrying Cross. That Carrying Cross might have uh, might have sabotaged. It's carrying over their issues from NXT. I, I could see that being a good feud. Is uh, they're finally kind of uh, building Cross back up with some good vignettes. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they could just get rid of that S and M gear, we'd be a little better off. <laughs> um, He's coming out looking like he just left the sex dungeon, but you know. Uh, fire off your questions here about WWE Extreme Rules. If you have questions about what's going on with WWE, we'll answer these live and go with these live and get you guys on screen. Because especially with pay per view shows, people want to know. All right, you just ended a chapter. Where are you going next? Right. Especially when James puts you over like that. Oh, thank you so much, James. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you, James. Uh, Brenda, with a question here. I want to get this one back on screen. Do we see? Um, do we see Roman dropping the title to Brock at Crown Jewel? Well, my thing is, I didn't even think the title was needed for Roman and Brock. You could have put the title on on. Finn for a little right. while. And That's what I predicted. 
Um, but I think at this point, when you see matches like this, where you have a situation where it seems like Roman could win the t- lose the title and he retains it, that he's going to have this belt a long time. And he's already had it a long time. He's already had it over a year. Um, I think he has this title at least into the early part of 2022. He hasn't, he hasn't been pinned since October of 2019 in a singles match either, by the way. So yeah. there's going to be a special moment where uh, when he gets pinned, which I thought oh, was when tonight. He gets, when he gets pinned, it's going to be a big deal. Which I thought was tonight after uh, God mode started. Uh, but no, unfortunately yeah. not. But God can't stop turnbuckles. Can't. <laughs> James. <laughs> The meat helmet. The meat that helmet. just sounds James so dirty. Saying that carrying cross is a meat helmet. Yeah. That sounds so dirty. I see some people in the chat agreeing though. They like the cross idea, sabotage and battle. I don't. Right? I don't think it would be a bad idea. Either. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. A lot. A lot of different directions WWE can go in here. Uh. And. Uh. I. I'm. I'm intrigued. You know that that, that turnbuckle landing was deflating, but immediately I was like, "Oh, where are they going with this?" Yeah, like I was immediately. I want to know what's going on. With I them. wasn't immediately where they're going. I was immediately like, "They better have a good follow up for this because yes. this was a crap ending." <laughs> if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do that, you better have a really cool ending, right? You better yeah. have a good follow up to it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, overall, thumbs up show. I'm gonna give yeah. it a solid. I'm gonna give it a solid seven point five out of ten. I got it. I got an eight ski. I got an yeah. eight ski. Oh, for so you, it. you thought it was better than I did? Yeah, I'll give it an eight ski. Uh, like I said, there was nothing that disappointed me in the show at all. Kickoff show to uh, the turnbuckle. Uh, the turnbuckle was about the only thing I was really disappointed in. Outside of that, I really I, I can't think of anything because I thought I thought the triple threat was tremendous. I thought both women's matches were good. Uh, I did not hate the DQ by Sasha because it was a good surprise. You know, we need to have some kind of surprise on the show. So there's your surprise. Um, and the six man went almost 30 minutes and that, that was just uh, six men slapping meat and that was a good time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ask away. If you guys have any questions here before we, before we uh, wrap up here, uh, I'm enjoying where things are going. Uh, obviously we can talk about some other things on the show that don't really have to do anything with the ring stuff. What was going on with the beginning of the show? With being able to hear multiple audio feeds Boy, and commentary that made my head hurt. Um, and that was very odd. And that was for like, what, a few minutes. Denise Salcedo, had- Denise Salcedo, a friend of the show said it had a great line because she speaks Spanish. She's bilingual. And she said, now everybody knows what goes through my mind. <laughs> and then, and then when the show starts and they go to the raw commentary team, it's in French. We get the French commentary and it's like, you're hearing two commentaries at once. And I don't know if that was a Peacock thing uh, or a did WWE you catch thing. Pat McAfee's bit they, when they did their first, they did the opening match, right? Uh, and that was the raw commentary team did that. And then they switch over to the SmackDown commentary team of Pat McAfee and Michael Cole. And immediately when they're on camera, Pat McAfee is just doing lines in different languages. <laughs> like while Michael Cole is talking. And I, it's just another sign of uh, that. Pat, there are some, there are some talented people in WD that roll with issues. Yeah. Pat's awesome. Up. And Pat's great. And someone got in his ear and told him to do that. And that was a great idea, you know? Uh, oh, but that was giving me a headache, though, dude. Especially you couldn't hear anything in the the kickoff show match. You couldn't hear any commentary because it was just ba 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 ba, and it was a little annoying. All right, questions here. Brendan says, "Is Naomi going to join the bloodline?" Here's the issue with that: uh, Naomi getting screwed out of matches. Sonya Deville won't let her have a match. That's the angle they keep going to, and she went out to the ring to have a match this week, and Sonya kicked her out of the arena. Um, I don't think. I don't think it's a given that she's going to bloodline. I just think that's something that fans have built up in their mind. 
Makes and, sense. It makes sense, but I think I think we were leading towards a. But it hasn't been alluded to. It hasn't been no, teased. It hasn't no. like there's no there's no note for WWE. If you just think this is going towards that, it isn't. It isn't going that way because it's a babyface thing. If she's doing that, then she's heel. You know, like yeah. so. I don't see things going in that direction. No, I think we're going. We're leading towards Sonya finally getting back into the ring, and which has uh, been a good story since Naomi's come over to SmackDown. So, uh, Richard Rinaldi is Bray coming back? You know, with all the Gaga, we mentioned this a little bit earlier. Who's behind the turnbuckle gate? Uh, Bray, Bray being very cryptic on Twitter, saying that his presence will be felt very, very soon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that means he'd be coming back to WWE. There's a lot of people think that he's going to be going to all elite wrestling there's many of reports that indicate that that's a possibility but no one can straight out confirm it you know yeah. so uh, i don't know what his future is but he's he's going to be involved in wrestling you're going to see him somewhere or in some form of entertainment some something soon I mean, before the some, end of the year there's some people you say no you don't see them going back to the wwe at all even after getting fired samoa joe did so yeah. uh i could see bray coming back to the wwe but I'm leaning heavier towards another company. And I, it may even be Impact. I don't know. Like I said, Impact really needs to get a better TV network to get a better reach because now we're getting to the point where WWE and AEW are going to have too many people and they got to go somewhere else. And so Impact is a, and Ring of Honor are, are some other uh, logistical alternatives. And uh, there are going to be some debuts at Bound for Glory. Uh, probably Braun Strowman uh, is going to be one. So, uh, you know, if Impact get a better reach in their audience, I think it, I would not, um, you know, I wouldn't really throw them out of the ring either. Uh, I think it can be anywhere for Bray. Uh, Julio asking, when is Dutch coming back? Dutch Mantel is with us every single Friday night after SmackDown he, and Rampage. We had a great episode with him that just went up, and he had some pretty rough things to say about Rampage this week. He stayed up late. Yes, he, he did. St- that's probably why he was uh, rough on Rampage because it was <laughs> it was on till mi- is he on the four. is he on the Eastern time? Yes, I believe. So, I believe so it was time. it was midnight after midnight when they had to uh, 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 start the show there on Friday. Uh, here's a question: Stephen Chambers is Samoa Joe coming back? Samoa Joe, unfortunately, having to relinquish the NXT Championship right before the relaunch of the brand of 2.0, and they do have a new champion, Tommaso Ciampa, is once again the NXT champ. I don't know the medical issue with him. I've and- said. I've said this on top story before. I think the medical things kayfabe. Okay. Um, I think the whole plan was to never have him in this moment with carrying cross, but it was such a hot angle. And then they got painted into a corner because cross was going to Ross. They had to take the title off of him. So then they had to put the title on Joe. But like, I know Dave Meltzer has reported this, that the plan all along was not for Joe to be in this wrestling predicament. He was supposed to be a management type of role back there in NXT. Mm. So I think the, I honestly think the injury stuff is kayfabe on this. And it was just a way to get the title off of him going into the 2.0 era. Absolutely. A lot of people with different questions going to keep uh, fielding these while you guys got them hot. Okay. Hell yeah. Keep uh, keep firing off, especially if you're with us for the first time. We want to get you guys on screen here too. Yeah. Ask um, away. Ask away. Uh, this this one here. Uh, good old JB. Big kill. If you had the first five draft picks uh, for the WWE draft, who do you go for? Well, I can tell you our draft coverage. I'm very, very excited about this. I'm going to get the suit pressed for this. I'm going to reach over here in the Ooh. closet suit up for this should i get my uh, tuxedo t-shirt yes yeah, tuxedo <laughs> t-shirt will be formal right uh so we're gonna be covering the draft um i think there'll be some surprises i do think this will be a hard hard reset for raw yeah. and smackdown yeah uh and i do think that both networks that you're working with nbc universal with that owns usa 
and Fox Sports. Uh, they're going to want to know what they're getting. They're going to be yeah. involved in those decisions. And we heard rumblings this week about Fox and WWE having meetings. The initial reports were that Fox was upset and they had a strained really That is not the case. Uh, and that Fox understood that uh, the viewership with SmackDown was going to be affected by the pandemic. And it was. Yeah. And yeah, it was. People did not want to watch no crowds or, or but video now, but But they have the most watched show in professional wrestling every yeah. single week now. Uh, and they also to show that tied for number one in the 18 to 49 demographic on network television. So like people talk about demos and different things like that. That's huge. They're doing 2.3s, 2.4 overnight ratings. So by the end of the weekend, you're talking about a show that maybe four and a half, five to six million people watched. We don't know the metrics past, you know, some of those 48 hours. So it's, it's huge. Uh, it's a very, very successful property, uh, but it, maybe Fox wants it to be bigger. Uh, and they want some bigger things that are, or they want some more touchstone things. You were seeing that King of the Ring special that's coming up. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I yeah. think I think SmackDown is going to get um, some big stars. I I don't think Roman Reigns is leaving SmackDown. I'll no. say that. I think no. he's staying. Um, but in terms of draft picks, who would I who would I pick if I had to pick? I would want. I would obviously want Roman Reigns. Who would you want? Um. I would say, uh, you know, there, I, I wonder if uh, there would be a little surprise move for Raw coming out of the gate and they grab Becky Lynch, mm. which in turn is going to will bring Seth Rollins over to Raw. I, I would not be surprised to see Becky Lynch come over to uh, to Monday Night Raw. And uh, even though she's I mean, she, she's a SmackDown Women's Champion, but they've done that before. They figure they'll figure it out booking wise eventually. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if if Roman Reigns is the SmackDown's number one pick and then uh, Becky Lynch is Raw's number one pick. Uh, could be interesting here. Um, will the Attitude Era ever come back? No, no. it's been gone. It's been gone for a long, long time. It's been gone when the long, Attitude long Era was in WWE, their pay-per-views were, were sponsored by Castrol GTX. Uh, now they're sponsored by Snickers. Uh, Kelsey Carson says, why didn't Bianca win tonight? Bianca uh, was interfered. She, well, technically she won by disqualification. She just didn't win the title. Becky Lynch retains the title as champion. You have to pin or submit them in the ring. She did uh, attack and, Bianca. And, yeah, and she, and she attacked Bianca, so... Uh, Bianca technically won by disqualification, but obviously didn't win the title. I like this uh, idea. The, the reason is because they want Sasha Banks to come back. Uh, I do think that kind of deflated the match a little bit uh, uh, right after the entrance ended. Uh, but, you know, Sasha Banks is such an over character. I don't think re- too many people are going to complain. And, and we'd miss we had we and we hadn't seen her in forever. So it, yes. was, it was acceptable to have a non finish here. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people with different takes. I here. like the Becky two belts idea. Bring back Becky two belts as a heel. Would be a lot of fun. Have her win both belts on Raw. Yeah, have her get drafted to Raw and beat Charlotte for the title. Man, I I like that idea, King Dixon. Mm. I like that booking, pal. I like it, pal. Yeah, Yeah. keep up uh, your questions here. Um, Here we go. Here's a question here. Jeremy, Kevin, one person on either rosters for Impact, AEW, or WWE, you think you can pull off the Razor Ramon character for for the Attitude? Who who could pull off a Razor Ramon character? Well, there kind of are have been variations of that kind of like mobbed up guy from Florida. They've done versions. of. I got that. one good one for you. Who? Damien priest. Yes. Yes. He, he, he could do that. You know, if you want to see someone cosplay as another wrestler, but he could pull that off. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be opposed to it. Uh, Kelsey uh, saying, do you think the title should be, I uh, should have been able to change hands in a DQ or count out? No, um, only only if if they've been only if the champion's been playing chicken shit yes and, and you make it a, a like and they've been excessively chicken shitting it yeah you know mm-hmm. like if you're 
always finding a way to get out of matches and not, you know, yes, then then that makes sense. I don't mind that. And they've done that. WCW, TNA, Impact, WWE. Yeah. I don't know if AEW's done something like that, but yes, it's been done. So, yep. and you have to build up to it in the right way. Here we go. People want to see Kevin Owens on the move here. Kevin Owens to Raw before he leaves WWE in December or January. Guys, it's not a given that he's going to leave WWE. It's not a given. It's not a given. Signs are there, though. But... Signs are there, but you know, signs are there when you want to get more money on your next contract. Everywhere there's a sign, right? Locking up the scenery. There, there, there's, there's signs. Signs were there for uh, Marty Scroll. To sign. Do this, don't <laughs> do that. AEW. And, and, and that can't you read the directions. signs? Yeah, <laughs> it's karaoke. It's don't, karaoke on here. Uh, Seeing Tesla on my show. I tell you what, man. I, I, I really want. I, I really like this idea of Owens and uh, Sami Zayn doing a, an outsiders type of deal with AEW because I do honestly think they are both leaving uh, once their contracts are up. Uh, Ali Howard Lurie saying uh, thoughts on where Tessa Blanchard uh, will end up. I think she's the best female wrestler in the world. Uh, she may be a great wrestler, uh, but there is just because of outside things that she's done in her life yeah. outside of wrestling uh, that have been widely reported that you can read about. Uh, there, there is. Um, has there been enough time? Has Much like Marty Scroll. Much like Marty Scroll. Uh, he just got finally promoted for a show coming up uh, on an indie show. Uh, Velveteen. There's going to be a backlash to it. Guys, you can look up all the different issues with Marty yeah. Scroll and Tessa Blanchard. We have the stories. We covered it. I haven't seen I haven't seen much backlash for scroll on this recent one, but there was surprising. But there was a ton of backlash when Velveteen Dream got announced for a show and then they pulled and then they canceled it. Yeah. Uh, Well, thoughts on where Tessa could show up. I don't know. I mean, we've some people thought that she was really going to show up at uh, all out uh, and I was at all out and people were chanting for Tessa. And then other people said, hell no, don't want that uh, and chanted against it. Um, So I just don't I don't I don't see it happening. I, I don't see, I don't know if, if Tessa shows up in a major promotion anytime soon. Does she do it eventually? I would hope so. You know, you have somebody who has a good pedigree, but she also didn't leave Impact Wrestling on the best terms. She was their world champion yeah. and didn't drop the title. Mind you, it was during the pandemic, so there's some reasonable, you know, yeah. feelings about that. You had, Roman, you had Roman Reigns step out of WrestleMania the week of, you know. So um, some of those things can kind of wash over, but we'll see where this falls here. I, I I think WWE is probably going to be the most likely landing spot. I don't know about AEW. It would be kind of it makes sense with her dad being there, but at the same time, I don't think that's going to be a driving factor. Um, but you know, it, it would you know, it wouldn't hurt to have a star, another star in that women's division in AEW, especially if they are coming up with a uh, the TBS championship here pretty soon. Uh, certainly interesting here. A lot of questions here. Trying to keep up with these uh, in, in general here. Uh, King Dis- King Dixon wants to know where is Oscar? Where is Oscar? We have not seen Oscar on television in months. Uh, she's hurt. She's dealing with some type of undisclosed arm injury, uh, and we don't know how serious that is. Uh, that initially wasn't known while she was gone, and the people were asking, and then some photos kind of came online where she was she had her arm in the sling. So that's kind of all we know. Though mm-hmm. WWE hasn't confirmed it themselves. Yeah. So that's some playing. some fancy app fancy cast like an air cast or something big some big apparatus she had it in. So. Uh, I see some other things here about the draft. Um, Steve, uh, some people asking, "Do NX, are NXT talents going to be available in the draft?" They have been in the past, uh, and we we have seen people get called up in the draft. I think you have two nights of the draft. You could do stuff like that. The first night will be on SmackDown this Friday, coming up uh, 
That'll be October 1st. And then the following Monday will be the other side of the draft. I think you could do some things there. I, I don't yeah. think, I don't think there's anything preventing you from it, but you just relaunched the brand of NXT. Like you just flipped the brand there. Yeah. It's gonna be people that you haven't seen in NXT for a while, maybe a Zia Lee, yeah. uh, something like that. They are not gonna take current talent that you, you've just seen on television. But there are a handful of talents that haven't been on television for a while on NXT that have been doing dark shows. So uh you know there's especially Zia Lee is one that comes to mind. Um there are some others but I just can't think of them off the top of my head right now. Uh here speaking about different things that can happen in the draft William Long could the Mysterios, father and son, split uh, brands in the draft? I hope they don't split these guys up and keep them on the same show for this reason. I think, um, though it could happen, and it would be heartbreaking to see it happen, right? Yeah. Uh, mm. I think you could do that in a weird way. You saw this on SmackDown, and I think it's a sleeper story, and I was I was hoping we would get something from it tonight, but obviously they weren't booked for the show uh, on Extreme Rules, is Sami Zayn trying to break put father against son or son against father right yeah, i like to, that i like with that ray, ray and dominic and and ray trying to tell his son like this is how you need to become a great wrestler you're not listening to me and this is why you're losing matches right and dominic saying no i know what i'm doing you know like like the young surefire kid thing right you're not yeah you're you're young but you don't have the wisdom yet yeah. um if they ray said in an interview this week he doesn't want to wrestle his son just which because he doesn't want to, which means doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Which means he's trying to throw smoke to the heel turn. I think is what he's yeah. doing. Uh, um, I think, uh, I think a father versus son match. I think they won it. Honestly, I think Ray's just put smoke I th- over it. Do, uh, oh. I think he wants he wants to wrestle his son. Uh, yeah, and I, I interviewed Ray in I want to say end of 2018. Um, while he was on an injury and he had just come back to WWE like earlier that year and Dominic had not debuted yet. Uh, but it was clear Dominic was wrestling and people knew it and they knew he had a son and he yeah. had seen his son like, 15 years ago. And uh, he said like my whole purpose in this stage of my career is not about me. It's about, I want to have cool matches, but the whole purpose is to set my son up and have an ending with him. I want to end my career with my son at WrestleMania. And and like he, he flat out said it. And there was a lot of things he's like, I want to tag team with him. I want to tag bouts. He did all that, right? Yeah. Um, I think they could win another title uh, together. I think they could do some other things to tease it. Uh, but uh, Ray versus Dominic, dude. That there was so much passion. Now they did some stuff with the family that was drawn out, right? But when Dominic debuted against Seth Rollins at SummerSlam, yeah, in twenty twenty. And it was a fantastic match, one of the best matches of the year, maybe one of the best debut matches I've ever seen. And it all played off of the history. He was built into this already. Yep. You you had seen this kid on television when he was a little boy. Now he's a young man and he's wrestling. And that was compelling to longtime fans. You give me father versus son, that is WrestleMania written all over. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do that. You gotta do you started at the rumble, one eliminates the other. You're starting it now. <laughs> True. You but, you really but then, but accelerated. Then how do you break him you, get him you, on different shows. You really accelerated though at the Rumble. But I liked what they did with Sammy. I thought that was a a good segment that they did on SmackDown. Uh, Richard Rinaldi reveals that Vince is the father. Vince has been talking about this entire all time. Long. <laughs> it was me. It was me all. <laughs> yes. Uh, King Dixon saying. Uh, Ray versus Dominic loser retires match. Well, um, we would we would obviously know who loses in that one. <laughs> well, 
that's still compelling though <laughs> you know what i mean like even if even if you know it's sort of predictable it's still compelling right yeah. you're gonna see a moment uh, a lot of wild stuff here overall uh good stuff uh jeremy gives uh the, this this pay-per-view extreme rules that we just watched a little while ago he gives it an eight out of ten i give it a 7.5 uh, let us know what you think if you're watching on demand if you're listening on demand hit us up on twitter on all the different things let us know what you thought of this show did it satisfy you did you did you get did you really feel bad about it because of that ending did, did that ending lose you because it seemed like some people were upset with that ending uh let us know what you think in the comments below check out all of our content if you haven't checked out our channel yet just go do it dude we have so much stuff for you to consume right now if you want to go watch an interview with Liv morgan we got that for you we have unscripted by the way great interview uh with aaron stevens talking about his career and the whole period when he had the money in the bank contract and what was actually supposed to happen with that that didn't happen. You're welcome. Uh, go check that out. Uh, that That's really compelling and interesting here. Uh, let us know what you think. We'll have a whole lot more content for you. Remember, when watching wrestling, you got to do this really, really important thing. And I, I, th I think some people, especially nowadays, they forget to do it. They forget to just let their mind go. And when they're watching wrestling, they just don't know how to just take a deep breath and do what, Jeremy? Enjoy wrestling, damn it. Enjoy it. Yeah. 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 Let me talk to you. Talk to them. <laughs>